Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. <laughs> your boy's back at it. Salutes to everybody. I'm having so much fun. I am hyped today. We're going to be talking Jets. I apologize to everyone about the uh, – we had technical difficulties on the last show. Wasn't able to do one last week. It was out of our hands. But here we are, ready to talk Jets again. Salutes to everyone in the chat, Tyrone Nichols, Rusty, Nick. Salutes to everyone that's joining. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're going to be talking about quite a bit tonight. We're going to be discussing the signing of Solomon Thomas. We're going to be discussing the New York Jets needed edge rusher. Todd Bowles is now the head coach of the Buccaneers. There's a lot to talk about, man. A lot to talk about. Draft, we got a lot coming up. So, again, call in. But before we get into it, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. All right? Listen, your boy's on iTunes as well, man. Come on. Go on iTunes, all right? Go on iTunes, and then guess what you can do? Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Type in The Long Beach Joe Show, all right? Hit that subscribe button and listen to your boy's podcast on there as well. And leave me some feedback. I need some ratings. Give me a five-star rating. Tell me about what you think of the show. I want to hear it. Salutes to everybody that already does that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that stops by and tells me what they're, what they're thinking, what's going on, hit me up and let me know. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what your thoughts are about the show. I want to hear it. And for those of you that don't just want to listen to my smooth voice, all right? For those of you that just don't want to do just that, for those of you that also want to see you, boy, because I'm handsome, all right? I'm, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> I'm keeping it real around here, okay? Yeah, your boy's all right. You know what I mean? I'm looking good. I got a face that's made for TV. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Then guess what you can do? You can come on over to YouTube, okay? Come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, Okay? Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, y'all be in the know. You know what I mean? We have a lot of fun. We talk Jets over there. I put up Jets content. We also game. We have a lot of fun over there. All right? I'm also on Twitter as well. The show's page is at the Long Beach Joe. All right? Go ahead and follow me on there. My personal Twitter is YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. All right? Go on over there. Follow me we can go back and forth. I'll follow you right back, and we'll get to it. And for those of you that also want to really be involved with your boy, I have a Discord. You go to any of my social media that I brought up, my Facebook page, any of the Twitter page, my link tree is there, okay? You click my link tree. It has the link directly to my Discord. Go join my Discord. You see what I'm doing, Discord mods? Do you hear me? All right? Y'all get after me all the time. I know. I got a Discord, everybody, okay? Join my Discord. You know, go back and forth. Chat it up with me in there as well. We have a lot of fun in there too, all right? We talk about a lot of things. We talk about the Jets. We have fun. We do that. Got people in there talking about anime. I'm talking about food. We having a blast. You know what I'm saying? So let's go back and forth in there. Get to my Discord. Get to my Discord as quickly as possible. There you go, Discord mods. 
So salutes to everyone. It's been, a, it's been quite a week, quite a week, and there's a quite a bit to discuss. We're going to get to the lines in a second, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We'll get to the lines in just a second. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. I call my chat savages. Why? Because they are savage, okay? They're savage. No one is safe, not even me. Not even me. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Now let's get to some Jets news, all right? Because we, we've been getting into it, all right? The New York Jets have signed Solomon Thomas and Greg Zerline, all right? Solomon Thomas was signed to a one-year deal worth $2.25 million. 1.91 of that is guaranteed. I thought this was a really good signing by the New York Jets to bring in a guy, a solid defensive lineman to really help us in a position of, of need that we needed. We really need to continue to better and bolster this defensive line. We lost Folu Fadakasi, Foley Fadakasi in, uh, in free agency. As you remember last year, we struggled to stop the run. <laughs> struggled. We need more beef up front. We need, need more guys that are familiar with scheme that can get after it. And that's exactly what Solomon Thomas is. Now, again, Solomon Thomas did tear his ACL in 2020. You know, it was actually against us. It was crazy. They absolutely spanked us in that game that we played against the 49ers. That was the game where we just got ran all over, man. I remember that game like it was yesterday. We got completely destroyed in that football game. But uh, he went down in that game. And, uh, you know, we were able, you know, as as the season continued on, and, and again, even in that game, you saw the brilliance of Robert Sella because he lost a lot of guys in that game, and he had injuries coming in on defensively anyway. And then guess what? They just continued to roll, continued to ball. That defense continued to go on. But, you know, as time continued on, uh, he was able to find himself on another team as well. And a lot of people immediately when the New York Jets brought him in and were able to get this signing, well, they said, hey, this is not, you know, the big signing we need defensively up front. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I told people this guy's going to help us. He's going to help us within the rotation. Has he lived up to that, you know, being the third pick overall? Not yet. Not yet. But he's a guy that can come in and help us. Again, he was with Robert Sellers, 2017 to 2020. He understands what he needs to do in the system. He understands his responsibilities within the system as well. All right? And, again, this is a guy that can come in and really help us in that defensive rotation. Now we're looking at a situation where we got Carl Lawson, who was, who's coming back. We'll see what we get from him. you got Sheldon Rankin still on the defensive line. I know some Jets fans want to get rid of him. We're going to be talking about that tonight. But he's a guy that can still make an impact here. Quinnen Williams, who we're hoping to really take that next step forward this year, this upcoming year. you got Shepard, and then you got John Franklin Myers. So we're starting to really continue to build a line that's going to that's gonna be able to stand up to some of the issues that we had last season. They're not going to be getting pushed around and bowled over like they were last season, again, especially with the addition of Solomon Thomas. And he's very versatile as well. He can play inside, outside in the scheme. We need that. We need that. So – I like this signing. We're going to be discussing it again tonight. We also brought in Greg Zerline. Listen, Greg Zerline is coming in, and he's going to be challenging for that kicking spot, all right? He was on the Cowboys last season. Last season, I think he went 29 to 35. He missed like six extra points. That's one of the big things about him he's got to clean up. He was also 42 or 48 on field goals last season. So, of course, we uh, we released Matt Amendola when we actually brought him in, and we were also able to re-sign Eddie Pinero. So they're going to be battling it out for that kicking position, man. They're going to be battling it out. And I think that is good. We need to have competition at every single position on this roster. Nobody should think, hey, 
My spot is safe. I don't really have to put on, I'm just going to go out there and try my best. Oh, no, no, no. Competition at every position. You need to know that there's some guy that is waiting in the wings if you cannot stand up and do your job correctly. And the New York Jets have had issues at kicker for so long, I can't even think of the last time we had a decent kicker outside of Jason Myers. The second we let that guy go, we've had issues ever since then. Ever since then, there's big, big big-time issues. For bringing in guys like Vidvik to just a, a, a wealth of guys that just never worked out here. You know, so we're, we're trying our best to, to find a solvent to those issues. And Greg Zerline being brought in to compete with Eddie Pinero, we're going to see what happens as we continue forward. The New York Jets also uh, need to do something huge in the draft coming up. We need to address this edge rusher position. We need to do that. It must be done. I'm continuing to preach that. We're going to be discussing that tonight as well. Carl Lawson, of course, he's coming back, but he's coming off that torn Achilles. We don't exactly know what he's going to bring back to us. I know a lot of people think that Carl Lawson is the, is the ipto facto guy. We don't have to worry about anything else. We got him. Don't worry about it. I'm telling you, you need to worry about it because he's coming off of a torn Achilles, okay? Guess what? We don't know what he's coming back as. We don't know exactly where he's going to be when he comes back. And even if he was fully healthy, he's only had the most sacks he's ever had in the season is 8.5. We need more than that. In today's NFL, it is about what? Offensively, it's about the guy that can throw the ball, and it's also defensively about the guy that can chase the guy and get the guy that's throwing the ball. You need pass rush in this league. This is a passing league. This is an offensively driven league. You need the guy or guys to absolutely destroy people's offense. And when you look at how we're built defensively or how we should be built defensively, we should be built like the Niners. And I'm going to continue to say this. The Niners secondary, they got some solid players. But the way that that defense works, what makes this defense go, okay, is pressure. Bosa, Warner, all those other guys they got up front, you got about a second to make a decision before you get crushed. That's how this defense works. This defense is built from front to back. It's all about pressure up front. It's all about winning the trenches. It's all about destroying people. It's all about getting after the quarterback. That's what this defense is built on. That's what Sulla's defensive philosophy is going to bring to you. Pressure, 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 relentless pressure, and we don't have enough of that. So we'll see what Carl Lawson is bringing when he comes back, but I don't think we should just depend on him. you got John Franklin Myers. But John Franklin Myers, we've seen him disappear during seasons. A lot of people wanted to talk to me about Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams had six sacks last season. He's been battling injuries, but he is not an edge rusher. He's not. People talk to me about interior, edge, uh, interior pass rush. Listen, I, I, I get that. I hear the interior pass rush stuff. But unless you're telling me that Quentin Williams is going to get us 15 to 16 sacks a season, that's not enough. It's not enough. I think that Quentin Williams is a guy – that a lot of the things that he's going to do is going to be amplified when we add pass rush. Because then guess what? He gets his one-on-one. If Quentin Williams is going to take that next step this year, that's what it's going to be from. We added pass rush to where we can no longer double between Quentin Williams and not have to worry about anything else. Nope. You're going to have to man up on this guy, and he's going to absolutely destroy anybody in front of him. But if you're thinking that Quentin Williams is going to give you Joey Bosa numbers, I'm sorry. I can't see it happening. We also added Jacob Martin as well. Jacob Martin is a guy that's going to come in and really help us within the rotation too. So we see what we get out of him. We just added him from the Texans. 
But when I look at this pass rushing issue with the New York Jets, the first thing I think is we must attack it in the draft. We must. Now, we've been able to shore up a thing, especially in free agency. A lot of the moves in free agency really helping us going forward. It's really cleaning up, you know, the look of the New York Jets. It's really cleaning up the idea of what we should do in the draft upcoming, especially the signing of Lakeland Thomas. That really helped our offensive line. That opened up a lot of our options. Us, you know, bringing back Braxton Burial, signing DJ Reed. We're talking about Jordan Whitehead as well. We were able to clean up a lot of issues, getting those two tight ends. That cleaned up a lot of our issues so that we can kind of focus in and hone in on other positions of need here. So when you look at the New York Jets, I'm looking at the draft, and I'm saying edge rusher must be addressed, and there's quite a bit of edge rushers in this upcoming draft. Of course, Kayvon Thibodeau is there at four. I wouldn't mind the New York Jets taking him. I know that there's a lot of people that are not interested in taking him. We're going to have that discussion tonight, too. We're definitely going to have that discussion tonight. There's a lot of Jets fans that are not interested in taking Kayvon Thibodeau, and I want to hear from you. I've had people call in before and give us their take on that. But I like Kayvon Thibodeau a lot. If he's there at four, I think the New York Jets take him. But what if he's not? I think that's a question that New York Jets fans need to start exploring. What if he's not there at four? What if, what if, some, what if the teams before us take him? Then what do we do? Well, I'll tell you what. I could see the New York Jets trading down because there's quite a bit of trade partners that are quarterback needy, okay? I'm talking about teams like the Atlanta Falcons. I'm talking about teams like the Carolina Panthers. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan right now, you need to be looking over your shoulder. All right? You need to be looking over your shoulder because there are teams that are prepared to jump you to find their franchise quarterback. And I would utilize that if I'm the New York Jets. I would utilize that if I'm Joe Douglas. And I would, I would look at the Carolina Panthers and say, hey, you want to sit there at six, you're going to find yourself on the outside looking in. Because this kid, Malik Willis, let me tell you something, he's lighting it up. Pro Day, combine, he lit it up. People were thoroughly impressed. Pro Day had people jumping over the moon about him. So now we're going into the draft, and I'm telling you, everybody swoon over this kid. He's the bee's knees. You sit at six, I'll make sure you get jumped because Atlanta is hungry right now. Missed out on Watson. Matt Ryan's not there anymore. You can't tell me the quarterback they got now is the future. They're looking for their next guy to continue to build around. Because they've got, they've got some players over there where they can still make a run if they get a young quarterback in there that can hold the fort. So I'm looking, I'm looking at Carolina, and I'm saying, hey, give me what you got. Also, again, Atlanta could be a spot that we trade down to as well at eight. And there's other pass rushers in the draft outside of just Kayvon Thibodeau that we could be looking at at both of those spots. Trevon Walker could be one of them from Georgia. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this kid right here, man, you talking about shooting up the board? He's shooting up the board right now, all right? 6'5", 270, ran a 4'5 at the combine. Man, <laughs> it's insane. He had six sacks in his last season, bunch of tackles. This dude can get after it. Versatile, can be moved around, can play end in a 4'3". He's looked like what we need, and he can provide pressure. He's a guy that could be an option there. Also, when you look at the New York Jets as well, they're sitting at 10. I could see them taking Tremaine Johnson. This is a guy that performed very well at the Senior Bowl. Name shooting up, Florida State. He's a guy I think could absolutely be had right there. The New York Jets could solve this issue at pass rush in this upcoming draft. And then guess what? We'd come out with a bunch of pass rush. We'd come out and be a defense to be feared. 
we'd be able to get after your quarterback. We'd be able to disrupt your offensive philosophy and scheme. We'd finally have somebody that could rush the passer adequately. The New York Jets have not had a, a pass rusher since John Abraham. Think about that. Offensively driven league, we have not had a pass rusher since John Abraham. It's disgusting. So we're going to get into it. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. I'm about to get to these lines. We're going to be discussing it all. The New York Jets defensive line, some of the signings that they've made. Again, Todd Bowles is now the head coach. Now the head coach of the Buccaneers. That's our former head coach as well. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about the New York Jets wide receiver position. There's a lot of people that are screaming for A.J. Brown. A lot of people screaming for him. Do you think the New York Jets are going to be able to make a trade to swing for him? We've seen them go after Tyreek Hill. Or maybe you want Debo Samuel. There's a lot of talk about him, DK Metcalf as well. What are your thoughts about Jamison Williams? <laughs> He's shooting up too. There's a lot of Jets fans that can't wait to talk about him. So we're getting into it. 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. So we're about to get to these lines. First call I'm going to. My guy, Rusty. Rusty, we're coming directly to you. Rusty, what's up, Joe? What's up, Savages? What's going on, Rusty? You already know what time it is. Listen, I want you to give me your thoughts on the New York Jets signing Solomon Thomas. What are your thoughts about what he brings to the Jets defensive line? Oh, I love it, man. I I really do. Uh, It's perfect with Salah. He knows the philosophy. He knows it works. He can tell the other guys. The other guys have seen it work, and... You know, Solomon messed up in a way, you know, to correct his own wrong. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to place you on the inside. So, you know, and that guy trusts him and trusts the system, knows the system works. So I love it. And what did they get him for? Like 1.9 or something? 1.2? Yeah, 1.91 1. guarantee. Yep. Nice. Yeah. That's a, dude, that's a score. You know, you're, you're going for it. You know, the guy's young enough. And you're aware of what he was, you know, prior. You drafted the guy. So I, I trust just Salah. Absolutely. You know, I'm cool with that. Okay. Yeah. So when you look at the situation now with him added to our defensive line, what are your thoughts about pass rusher, man? Because there's a lot of talk now that we got Solomon Thomas in the building. Of course, you know, that that's added to the depth of the defensive line so that we can kind of help out against the run. But how do you think the New York Jets should attack the pass rusher position? What are your thoughts about taking Kayvon Thibodeau at four? I'm good. Thank you, though. I, I respect you, Joe. You know I'm a stupid don't well, type of guy. You know me. Okay, so I want to hear it. I'm asking, okay, I'm asking, Rusty. I'm asking. Yeah. If Kayvon Thibodeau is there for, I just want to be clear because I want to hear your take. Yeah. I want to go back and forth with you. If Kayvon Thibodeau okay, cool. is there at four, you would like to see the New York Jets pass on Kayvon Thibodeau. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me why that is? Absolutely. Um, if for them to do it, also, you know, like you said, Malik, hopefully, I mean, that kid's flying up the charts. We, we were talking mm-hmm. about it, what, like a month or two ago, me and you and the savages over here. You know, you could just see. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how everybody gets, and then once everybody really sees the kid, you know, that's a wrap, you know. So everyone's going to be foaming out the mouth, and rightfully so. So you're going to have, like you said, you're going to have Carolina. They have to be looking at him. Same thing with Atlanta. Then all of a sudden now you have New Orleans with two picks. 
also that they can come down to offer that 16 and 19 that they just got. And you know, I would I would trade four for those two picks, a thousand percent, and I would progressively trade up if I couldn't get those. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd be the kid at the dinner table, just be like, gimme, 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 take as much as I can in the first, and just attack the second, and uh, you know, just just work with what you got from there. Look at the positions and just fill your needs, because if you're not, in my eyes, going to be able to get the best edge in this draft with Hutch. Why, you know, and if we were going to go for defensive tackle on the second, third, you know, around there, because we definitely need one, that's for sure. When I get Jordan Davis plug up the middle, the guy constantly, he, you, you need to double team that guy. And then that frees up everything else. You know, that's a major reason why also Georgia did so good. You know, he didn't get a lot of sacks, but he plugged that hole. You, you have no choice but to, you know, double team the man. That young kid is like 6'6", 340, a maniac. Mm-hmm. And he he that he just craves to hit it, you know. And so here, I think here's, that's here's what we question. should do at ten. Okay, so here's here's my question because I want to stick to four just for a second with you, Rusty, because I want to hear yeah. this take. A lot of people don't believe cool. me that when I I've gone back and forth with multiple Jets fans that want to pass on Kayvon Thibodeau. So here's my yeah, question. I'm one of those guys. When you look at yeah, okay, okay, that's I just want to make sure that people be thinking I'm lying. I'm not. Yeah. Okay, so when you look no, at the cool. situation, You're speaking the truth, right? When, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So when you look at this situation, right, and we talk about holes with the New York Jets, we talk about issues on the roster, edge rush is the first mm-hmm. thing that, that, that absolutely jumps off the charts when you look at this defense, right? So you're talking about Hutch. Yep. You think, okay, so you think that Hutch is the best pass rusher in the league. Get it. But if you can get a dominant edge rusher, right, the, the second, mm-hmm. in your mind, the second best dominant edge rusher in the draft, how do you pass up that when edge rusher has been such a big issue, particularly this season? You look at the last year, we were ranked 32nd in the league defensively. We were awful, and it was because quarterbacks uh-huh. had 40 years to throw the ball against us. How do you pass on Kayvon Thibodeau and everything that he brings to the table if he's going to be sitting right there for Because I don't think, to, with all due respect to you, man, I, I don't think Thibodeau is the second-best defensive end uh, coming in the draft. That, that's wow. just me personally. Who do you think but, is the second-best? Yeah. Who do you think is the second-best? I, I mean – it's a little bit of a clutter. I mean, you got Walker in there. You got, you know, I think Chanel is probably going to drop down onto an edge, honestly. I think that's what people are going to be looking to do. I think Mafe, you know, I love Mafe. That, that guy does, that guy's a beast. He just does nothing but progress over the past three years. And, you know, that, that kid is that silent, you know, silent but deadly. And that's all he does. He's just hungry. I don't know. And then watching Thibodeau and, I don't know. You know, he turns it off, man. You know, and that's what turns me off about it. Like when he's on, he's on. There's no denying that. But you know, just seeing Otten work him, then you know, Otten broke his will. I saw that game when they were playing Washington. Actually, caught my attention. What was it like two years ago? I think it was like 2019 or whatever. And you know, Thibodeau was killing it still. But Otten, Otten broke his will that game. And then after that, you know, I started paying attention to those little things, and I started seeing that as well. You know, as the years progressed, and then even then, so. But, you know, I've seen him give up on plays. It's, you know, it's tough for me, man. It really is. I I honestly see like an Albert Hainsworth in a way to where the guy is going to go animal. And then he's going to, you know, try and market himself. Yeah, Albert Hainsworth was the man. Dude, that guy was nasty for like three years. And then all of a sudden, you know, he got the $100 million contract. And that was that. 
I don't know. I see a sim. Okay. I don't know. That's, that's just personally how I feel. Okay. And I'm not saying I'm that he won't be a bust, but I'm saying that he's going to – I don't know. That's just my – that's just the vibe I, I get from the kid. Honestly. All right. I, I hear that. Again, I hear – and that's some of the things I, from what I've seen. This this kid is phenomenal. He can get around the edge. Of course, he's a guy that's going to have to learn some things, just like every young player is going to have to do when they come into uh-huh. the league. He's definitely going to be worked with with our coaching staff. They're going to continue to help him add pass rushing. But this dude is tremendously athletic. He's strong. He can get around the edge, bend the edge. I think he's I think he's the best edge rusher in the draft, to be completely honest. Talent. I, I mean, uh, you can't deny he, his freakish ability, <laughs> but you know I mean, how you yeah, know how are you going to make, you know, absolutely. it's up to him whether right. he wants to go 100%, you know? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't see that all the time. So now I, I want to talk to you but. a little bit about the <laughs> offense, man. I want to talk to you a little bit about yeah. the offense. Now, when you look at this offense, right, there's also a lot of talk surrounding A.J. Brown. A lot of people are taking his tweet. A lot of people talking about, you know, him and possibly the New York Jets adding him. What is the most that you would give up for A.J. Brown if you're the New York Jets general manager? What would you actually uh, approach uh, the Titans with to try to get trade for him? You know, it, it if it was – if he didn't have um, – like a trade clause or whatever, and he was a complete free agent, I'd be like, you know what, go for it. I do not like giving away the, tra- the, uh, the draft capital in Zach's okay. second year of the rebuild. You know, if it was next year, I'd be cool with it. But I don't, I don't want to digs it, you know, like what Buffalo did. Buffalo did that in the second year. Yeah, granted, they went to the AF championship, but then they regressed the next year. They barely beat mm-hmm. plus, you know, above 500 teams and – then they got worked. You know, you can see their wills getting broken. I, you know, I, I just don't want to jump the gun, and I just see how we're building the foundation. So, unfortunately, you know, I I wouldn't want to give up really any picks. It's Unless, you know, we so were to you, trade out, you know, a four and then get those picks back, then I'd be cool with it. But I don't want to shoot us in the foot, you know, take us, you know, okay. step forward and two step backs in a way. So you're, you're that's a guy my that only concern. Go draft. You you only want to take draft. You don't want to trade for a wide receiver. All right, I hear that. So my next and final question for you, Rusty, before I let you go, is now we're hearing a lot of talk about from Jets fans about Jamison Williams. Right? He's a guy that, that that's going to be sitting in that draft. Where do you what do you mm-hmm. think about the New York Jets with him? If you were to take Jamison Williams, are you concerned about his injury? Because he's a guy that's built on speed. That ACL injury doesn't scare you at all? Uh, those things terrify me. You know, I, I sort of blew mine to pieces, you know, but, you know, they do have good things, and that was a while ago, no doubt. But uh, I, I I don't know, man. Like, it just it just scares me with all the Lawsons, you know, and just, I, you know, especially, too, at a, a Jabo. I love the kid. You know, it's so unfortunate that he tore his Achilles. You know, I couldn't touch him yep. in the draft, you know, low or high, however you want to call it. And that's that's just the red flags to me. You know, unless you're producing oh. in the NFL, then I can take a shot at you because I already know what you were working with. You know, no disrespect to what you did in college, but I can't really grade you on that alone to take you high if you're injured. That's just mm-hmm. how I, you know, it's scary to me. It's like a D Milner. You know, I get like okay. that. So, you know, I get that PTSD type of thing from those. So who, what wide receiver would you target then if you're not interested in Jamison Williams because of his injury? A little bit later, honest to God, call me crazy, but, you know, I like Kyle Phillips and I like Easy e Erica Zucanama. Those are my two dudes, okay. honestly. And, okay. yeah. 
That's how that's how I roll. But you know, I just see the front half of just get the teeth of the defense linebackers, lineman edge center. You know, I that's what I'm hoping for. You know, or you know, and then I trust JD too. So if we do get you know pull the trigger on AJ or Brown or whatever, that's the one guy I would want to get if it was going to be a wide receiver. Gun to my head, that's the one dude I'd want. But I would also want us to trade out of four so we can at least try and claim back or reclaim some of those picks that we lost and just keep it moving, you know, because this is a very good draft class for, you know, those types of guys that you need for us to plug in so we're not Swiss cheese. We're one single block. That's mm-hmm. so okay. I feel. Right, look Hoping for it. I hear you, Rusty. <laughs> Listen, Rusty. Listen, man, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Thank you for calling. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, Rusty? thousand percent fam salute savages and salute right. to you too joe you have a great one brother absolutely salute right you have a good listen i want to hear from people all right uh everybody been all of a sudden there's so many people jumping off the k1 Thibodeau bandwagon i want to hear about it people be thinking i'm lying i have so many discussions with jets fans that will tell you they do not want k Thibodeau at four I want to hear about it, and I want to get into it with people, all right? 515-602-9639, call in. Again, 515-602-9639, call in. The lines are hot. Be patient. We'll get to everybody. If you're a new caller, please know, okay? Don't call in a hang-up, call in a hang-up. When you call in, I can see you, all right? Wait on the line. We'll get to everybody. Also, make sure that your phone is good to go, all right? Don't call me from the back of a Sega, all right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Have your phone together, all right? And clean up the background noise. I need to hear you, and so does my audience. Don't call me from the bottom of a Pringles can, okay? Get a good phone. Let me know what's going on with you I want to hear. So we're going to get back to these lines. Also, please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. If you'd like to give to the stream, my Super Chat is there. My Cash App is on the screen as well if you just want to hit me through Cash App. Anything that you give to the platform is greatly appreciated, all right? And please share the stream with your friends and family too. I love, you know, being able to connect with other people as well. So now it's time to get back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to 914. 914, I'm coming directly to you. 914, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from. And what are your thoughts about the New York Jets signing Solomon Thomas? Uh, hey, Joe, this is Nick from New York. Oh, what's going on, Nick? How's everything going with you, my friend? Uh, that's okay. Let me tell you something. I like the Solomon signing, but when you started talking about Tebow, I want Tebow here, either Tebow or Hutchison. That's okay, who I want Tebow. here. Thibodeau, okay. yeah, Tebow. Well, I, I could just cut it short and stuff. Okay. And, and, okay. and I disagree with your last caller. Your last mm-hmm. caller, what you have to be doing is that you have to discipline these young kids. And uh, Salah has the courage to discipline these, pl- mm-hmm. these young players if they don't play up to their potential. If you're going to pay them mm-hmm. a lot of money, they have to be they have to play up to that potential. Mm-hmm. And that's coaching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean I mean Thibodeau, listen, I think I think if I think that for some reason Thibodeau's got a bad rap. I don't think that he is what a lot of people are saying he is. I think he's a high character guy. 
He's met with a lot of teams. We've heard him talk. He's a guy that speaks well. He's a guy that's able to convey his, his message well. I, there's been a lot of scouts that have talked about him being an alpha. He's a guy that comes in and is able to lead. He's able to captivate the room. I, I don't know where this rap has come from that all of a sudden he's lazy or that he's, he's stiff or that he's a guy that gives up on plays or all these things. I've heard this before about players in the past. And guess what? They've been able to come in the league and absolutely clean house. So I don't, I don't know about all these takes of, of Thibodeau being, you know, being, being the bad guy all of a sudden and getting the bad rap, man. Uh, right, because, see, the media always like to produce their own guys. I bet you mm-hmm. Michigan Hutchinson is being proud of for Detroit maybe and stuff, mm-hmm. and that's what happens. And all these guys like Mel Kuyper Jr. and and McShay, I mean, they all want what they want these people to take. It's not what they need. You know, this team needs, you know, for me, I've been a Jet fan. I'm 72. I've been a Jet fan for 62 years from the very beginning when I was 11 years old. And, And the one thing I've always believed in, and this is the way how I think, is that you always build a team from the inside out. So, yep. so I, I want to really reinforce the offensive line and defensive line to the point where the defensive line, I want the New York Sack to change back. Mm. That's what I want. I want the Jets to get the back newspaper. I want Thibodeau. I want Quinn Williams to become like a Joe Klecko type move around in two or three different positions, change Mm -hmm. them around like the Rams do with Aaron Donald. I mean, look what Donald never stays in one position. He's always Mm -hmm. moving around, so they have to think where he's at. Mm. I mean, mean, you're bringing the heat right now. You're bringing the heat. You're talking. Listen, I hear exactly what you're saying, and I'm hoping that Quentin Williams take that next step forward. But, again, like I spoke about earlier in in this show, I think he's a guy that once we add pass rush, once we bring more guys that's going to be able to get after the quarterback, get around the edge and really put pressure on people, he's going to greatly benefit from that. Now, I heard what you said about you want the sack exchange, right? Now, if we get Kayvon Thibodeau at four, what are you doing at 10, man? Would you be okay if the New York Jets went pass rusher again at 10? Is that something you'd look forward now, to? No, I want Lederbaum. Oh, you want I Lederbaum want that too. center. Okay. And okay, I want them to then cut McGovern. Well, because, first of all, he's a, he's a monster center. He's a thinker. Mm-hmm. To me, he's a cross. I get the college football package. I see him almost every week. He's, he's a cross between Mangold and Mawar. And Mawar is a Hall of Fame, and I hope Mangold will become that too. That's what he mm-hmm. is. He's the leader in the center. And... Why couldn't the Jets run? Even you said they had the worst offense because they couldn't run. Yeah. No. And if you can't run between the two, the guards and the center to get that one or two yards, yeah. then then Tucker must be bad. Yeah. Uh, the good doctor that we had that we're not going to get it must have been bad. Somebody, how come mm-hmm. nobody can run? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of, I think a lot of people don't even think about that. You brought up a great point. I talked about that. I talked about how bad our run game last year was 
A lot of people talking about Connor McGovern was a top 10 center. We had the 27th ranked rushing offense in the league. We're in a run first offense. I know a lot of people don't remember that, but I'm here to remind you the Niners have a run first offense. That's what the Shanahan offense is. All right. The 49ers literally run with a Marriott of running backs every single year. Guys that nobody would know if you walk past them in the street, right? The last year, right. their leading rusher last year was an undrafted rookie free agent. They run with like three yes. or four guys every single year, and they're running the ball hard and heavy. We could not run the ball at all this year, at all. We tried it. Don't say that we gave up on the run early because we didn't. We tried against Carolina. We couldn't run the ball. We tried against uh, you know, D- uh, Denver, we couldn't run the ball. We tried against multiple teams, and we could not run the ball. We had a 100-yard rusher once this year. Once in a run-first offense. This year we had a run for a 100-yard rusher, and it was Michael Carter. He ran for over 100 yards once this year. That's atrocious in a run-first offense. You cannot do that. The best thing you can give a young quarterback is a competent and sufficient run game. Competent and sufficient run game. We don't have that. So we've got to clean that up. And like you said as well, adding Linderbaum to this offensive line would make us immediately better, right? That would help Zach Wilson. It would protect him. Our offensive line would be solid. But also it would help Michael Carter. A lot of people don't talk about him when they talk about our offensive plans. Michael Carter showed strokes of genius this year. At one point during this season, he was literally our offensive playmaker. He was doing everything. Go back and watch that Bengals game. He had a hell of a game in that one. He was catching the ball coming out the backfield. He was running all over the place. It was insane. Better than the offensive line doesn't just help Zach Wilson. It helps the rest of our offense as well, man. I love that take. I absolutely love that take. So my final question for you is this. There's also a lot of talk about Carl Lawson, man. You talked about the sack exchange. You talked about this defense. You talked about getting better. What do you expect from Carl Lawson when he comes back, man? Because he's coming back from that torn Achilles. Do you think he'll be able to immediately start off the bat and really give us big production? I think we lost him. Okay, we're going to continue to get back to these lines. We lost him. Hopefully he calls back in. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. These lines are hot, man. We also got to talk about this uh, draft trade between the New Orleans Saints and the Eagles. Woo! They made some moves. We'll get into that in just one second. So we're going to get back to these lines. 646-646, I'm coming directly to you. 646, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on the New York Jets pass rushing situation, man. Yo. Yo, 646, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Give me your thoughts on the New York Jets pass rushing situation, man. How are you feeling about it? Yo, this is Aiden from New York. What's up, Long Beach Joe? How you doing, bro? What's going on, man? I'm all right. So about the pass rushes, that's what you're asking me? Absolutely. What are you doing at pass rush? A lot of people are talking about Kayvon Thibodeau at four. Are you are you with that? Or are you a New York Jets fan that wants to see us pass on Kayvon Thibodeau? I've never been on a Kayvon Thibodeau bandwagon. Never has been. Won't be. Mm. Uh, he reminds me of a diva. To me, sorry, he's a diva. To me? He's like that pretty girl who's been told he's been pretty all his life. So you can't tell him nothing. And, um, you know, like he's been a high school prospect, number one high school prospect. So he's probably, like, he's already had his grand. He's already talked about his grand. He hasn't played one snap uh, uh, in the NFL. So that worries me. That worries me. I can't risk where we at, where we need a, a, a pass like he's worried about football rather than his grand. We, we're just not that good yet to, to have um, 
who might be on the one class selection because Carl Lawson probably not going to be 100 percent off of Achilles, and he's worried about building mm-hmm. his brand. And okay, so here's, he did, here's the deal. Okay, mm-hmm. so first off, I want you to clear it because you you sound a little muffled. I don't know if you got a mic piece or move your phone just a little bit because I want to be able to hear you. All right, so kind of clean that up just okay. a little bit. But Sorry. I Is hear that better? exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's a lot better. Thank you. So I hear what you're saying, you right? I hear that, that you're one of the guys who wants to pass on Kayvon Thibodeau. So I'm saying yep. if you don't want Kayvon Thibodeau at four, then what are you doing it for to a Jets, New York Jets pass rushing situation? If I'm for I want to do something. Say it again. I want George Kolaftis. I've always been on his bandwagon. So wow. what Thibodeau well, has you're the is first. get off. You, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. So you're telling me you're willing mm-hmm. to take George Colossus at four? Absolutely. Absolutely. You go back, you look at his tape. I see Kibido, he takes plays off. You say, why do people call him lazy? It's not because of what he said. I mean, he wants to build a brand. I get that. That's cause of a concern. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, UCLA was his best game where he had, like, three sacks. But half those times, like, more, like three-quarters of the time, but outside of three sacks, he's doing nothing. He's doing nothing. He's getting impaled on blocks. He doesn't have good hand placement. Not getting off blocks. And he has one move, which is he gets up till he beats you around the edge. He doesn't bend around the edge like a Joey Bosa. He doesn't even bend around the edge like a Von Miller. He just beats around the edge. You're not beating NFL tackles just around the edge with one move. Now, if you mm-hmm. don't look at Carlos's, especially that Notre Dame take, he's getting doubled and triple team all the time. He's using rip moves. He's using swim moves. He's using his hands. That's what you're going to need in the NFL. He has an arsenal of pass rush moves. And Actually, he ran a faster 40 than Aiden Hutchinson, who to me is the number one pass, pass, pass rusher in this draft. But he ran a four, Hutchinson ran a 475. They say, oh, Carlos is not an athlete. He's not an athlete. You got to look at his tape. He has a get off, he has hands, and he ran a 471 at his pro day. So I think he gets a bad rap because I guess he'd be, how should I say, um, quote unquote, like that high school process that everyone had a, had, um, had had um, a, a whole history about like K. Martin Thibodeau. He didn't have a breakout year because he got injured. But before he got injured, he only played three games or four games. He got three and a half sacks. So what's that mm-hmm. telling you? And then you look at his other team, the double and triple team, and he's using hands to get off. So he disengages well. You know that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a more complete package. We need a steady guy who's worried about working. And he, and he runs down plays. He runs down plays. Mm-hmm. If the plays the way Thibodeau's like, no, nah, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for. You know, I'm going to save it because, you know, I already know I'm a, I'm a number one draft pick. I don't want that guy on, on the Jets, right? We talk about all gas, no break. I want an all gas, no break player. I don't I don't need a diva or someone who might even mm. show a diva vibe, so a diva-like te- te- uh, t- uh, tendencies. We don't need that. Okay. Okay. So if, even if he plays well, he's going to ask for more money in, in, his, you know, in his third year in his rookie contract. Like, give me those vibes. So yeah, why deal with that? <laughs> Why well, do you Bro, everybody is saying that. Oh, well, you know, the year three, he's going to be asking. How do y'all know that? Y'all don't know that. Y'all because don't know he said, I'd rather go. This is exactly what he said. He said, I want to go to Oregon to work on my brand as opposed to Alabama to win championships. When you say that, how do you put this man in your team? When, if that's Come your on. quote, you tell me. If you're the GM, would you, would you want him? I don't want to win championships, uh, Joe Douglas. I want my brand to be. Listen, I look at talent, okay? I look at a guy that mm-hmm. want, uh, clearly, listen, he loves football. We know that, right? He goes out there. He puts it on display. I, if the guy wants to work on his brand, it is what it is. But when you go out there and you look at the talent, look what he puts on, on the field, I'm with it. I just don't understand how everybody all of a sudden, again, is talking about 
that <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau is not the guy that they wanted. And I, I, I hear it, and I want to hear your takes. We can go back and forth. But I'm just I'm really intrigued by this. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me. So as we continue on, right, clear you want Karlovskis at four, which I, have, I haven't heard anybody say that. That is a very interesting take there. So now I'm looking at pick 10, right, because that's what we got. What are you mm-hmm. doing there? What if, if I force you to go pass rusher twice, who are you taking at 10? Well, you're going to force me to go pass rusher twice? I'm forcing you to go, go pass, pass rusher twice. Okay, I'm forcing you because I don't know what Carl Lawson is going to come back looking like. I don't know. So if I don't know, I need to ensure that I have another young body in there in case he comes back and things just don't work out with him. That's that's why what I you mean I in case Carl Lawson comes back. You mean Carl Lawson, not Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson. Uh, Lawson. Yeah, I'm Carl oh, Lawson. Gotcha. In case he comes back and he's not 100, percent I want another pass rusher at 10. So you told me you're taking well, Carl Lawson to four. Okay, so what yeah. are you doing at 10? I, I, well, at 10, I think you have either Jermaine Johnson or you may even maybe Trayvon Walker, who's getting a lot of hype. Which uh, I'm not. See, I, I like his attributes, but it's a total projection because he can produce at Georgia because all they do is they stand there, they're, they play them at D tackle, right? So he's locking out and shedding. He's not getting up the field like we do. In our, he's not in the tackle. He wasn't in the tackle style defense. But he has the projection running a four five forty to actually do what we need to have done. He does have some explosiveness. But yep. I think I like what Jermaine Johnson did in the senior bowl. He put it on tape. So I, as, a, as where we are with the Jets, I need someone who puts it on tape. So for me, Karloftis put it on tape, right? He had, he had mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, and Johnson, he, he went to the senior bowl and dominated in the senior bowl, right? So that's what I want. So I want guys who put it on tape. So I, I, I want to take all my, you know, it's never, it's always a crapshoot, but I want to have certain odd enhancers to let me know I could be comfortable with this. But with that being said, mm-hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't even do um, um, at pick 10 another edge rusher. I mean, to me, that's kind of, over, over, overcrowded things, you know. I mean, they did bring in, um, uh, what's that guy from from the Texans, uh, Nick Martin. You know, you still got Bryce Huff. Uh, Jacob, so, Martin. Yeah, uh, you, you, Jacob Martin. Jacob Martin. You, yeah, Jacob Martin. Yeah. You still have Bryce Huff. Uh, you can always kick out JSM to the edge if you need to, even though he's better as a three technique. So, I mean, to have another one from the first round when you really need a number one receiver, like a Drake London. Uh, or Garrett Wilson, I love Drake London. I, I mean, I, I, he runs with such violence, you know. He's not fast, but his acceleration and, and, and the way he high points the ball. I mean, I know that's your dude at USC. You know, you say you can't go wrong with USC, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on uh, the bandwagon. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, people, you know how they do, Ed, and they call your boy a homer. But I, I'm Here just, we go. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you, want, if you want a wide receiver in this draft, you know what I'm saying? That rhymes with Schmake Schmunden. Maybe you get Drake London. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. If you Mike, want a guy that's going to come Evans. in, I'm telling you, big body, guy that can go up and get the football, yeah. stop saying that he can't run because he can. All right? He can good run. Good route running. Good route running, too, away for his people. size. Good route yeah. Good hands. Good hands. Like, come on, guys. Yep. Let's not, you know, be tripping. But, okay, so you're, if, if I didn't force you to go pass rusher, you're going Drake London at 10. I want to get your thoughts on this, though, because there's a lot of Jets fans that are also talking about, hey, you know, why even take a wide receiver in the first round? People are talking about Jamison Williams constantly talking about him, right? (laughs) Give me your thoughts about the possibility of New York Jets taking him 
in the second round. That's what all the Jets fans are saying. All of a sudden, oh, it's all about happened. James. All of you a don't sudden, give me your thoughts. You tell, those, tell those fans you don't have to crack five. He's not making it to the second round. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. And, okay. and I, I saw they showed on Instagram and showed him running again. It's It's over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you really wanted to get risky, we could take him, uh, trade back maybe with the Saints or someone like that. Maybe the Saints need a quarterback or if they're looking for something like that. Maybe we take the yes. risk on him, and maybe for the first four weeks of the season, we just rock out with our, two, our 11 personnel set if you want to go mm-hmm. against him. He is, in my opinion, the number one receiver if he didn't get hurt. If he didn't get hurt. He's, yeah. he's, 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 the speed is just elite, you know. I love Drake Lovett, but, I mean, speed kills the NFL, you know. Um, and you know what's so funny? I, I think I love Drake London personally. That's my personal man crush. But as far as the system <laughs> fits, it might be Garrett Wilson. As, it might be Garrett Wilson because, I mean, yep. he is he's probably faster than Drake London because, I mean, he's given up like, you know, 30 pounds on, you know, mm-hmm. 30 pounds on London. But he, he's crisp out of his routes. And when Zach Wilson did have success in college and, and in the NFL, those receivers getting open, and you know when they were plastered, like in a Buffalo game, he was running for his life. So yeah. maybe with the scheme, it might be someone gets open. But I mean, I just see so many things with Drake London. Just I mean, dominating at a block, dominating at the catch point, um, uh, just bodying people, coming back for the ball, and he played with a garbage quarterback. I'm sorry, I know that USC is a team, but Slovis is garbage. But he made him look. Oh, good. I know. He made him look good. Oh, I know. He made him look good. I know. So I mean, I, I, I love I Drake London. He, he is. He is. I, I, if I could, my, I, it might sound crazy. I would double dip. I go Drake one in the ten, and maybe in the second round, John Mechie, because John Mechie he can get open. Uh, the other wow. um, uh, Alabama receiver who, who hurt himself for the ACL. So I mean, if he's okay. on that uh, Jameson Williams program, he can run like Jameson Williams can now. I know he's not mm-hmm. as fast as Jameson Williams, but he gets open. So mm-hmm. um, and then I see a Drake one rep- replacing Corey Davis because we only got him on contract for one more season. So you know he wow. could be that big buyer receiver that we need. So now we talk about for the future. So we have a separator with John Mechie, and we have someone who can play above the rim with Drake London. I think we give Zach all the help he needs to to prove it. All you are franchise guy or not. Shit will get off wow. the pot. Okay. No excuses. Okay. Watch, watch your language. Watch your language. Watch your language. Don't, don't oh, copy. Don't sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. It. It's a family show, I understand. We get heated, but, I, you know, please don't curse on my show. So my final question before I let you go, because the lines is hot, man. There's a lot of talk. I know we just talked about taking guys in the draft, and there's a lot of Jets fans that are set on draft only. Draft only. Only draft. Don't trade for any guys that's out there. But there's a lot of rumors swirling about D.K. Metcalf or A.J. Brown. Would you like to see the New York Jets trade for either of those guys? And if so, what is your preference? This is my final question for you. I'll let you out of the floor. Wow. Um I, I think I'm going to go with D.K. Metcalf. I mean, the guy's a specimen. You know, he, he, he can give you size. He blocks. He has hustle. I mean, I remember that play where he ran down. Jeez, uh, I'm trying to remember that safety from the Cardinals when he picked him, when he picked it off. I mean, so, I mean, that shows me that he loves me. That to me is an all-gas, no-break type of player. And he plays above yep. the rim. He runs good routes, and he has, like, like four three speed. And he's, just, he's just a specimen. People like that don't come around very often. Like, he's built in a lab. Mm-hmm. So, if I had my preference, it'd be him. You know, even though that um, you know, Brown and Elijah Moore are friends, you know, I, I don't need a pen pal. I need a number one. I need a number one receiver. <laughs> okay, so if we're talking DK Metcalf, before I let you go, what is the most that you're willing to trade for him, right? And also, if he comes in, because according to reports, he's looking for about twenty million per season. Are you willing to give him that? 
yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we, we have the cap space. We have it for a reason. Got to use it on somebody. You know, we had that rookie contract with, with a QB. So mm. before we have to pay a guy like Zach Wilson or, 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 or Quentin Williams, see if Quentin Williams even makes that second step, give it to someone who's actually mm. produced and is most likely to produce. You know, he's not been injured. He's 25 years old. Um, you know, so, I mean, if Tyreek Hill, who's a little bit more, he's more accomplished, but he's a lot older. So he has more upside. So, you know, I can see him giving, us, giving him the Tyreek Hill deal, which is the two twos. And I'm sure Seattle's probably going to want one of their first-round picks. I mean, maybe you mm-hmm. do that and you give it away and, and you, um, you know, you help Zach Wilson, you know, make that determination so you really evaluate him like we didn't do with Sam Darnold. Okay. So, uh, I know you just – and, again, this is my last question before I let you go. I know you said the two twos. What if they don't want that? What if Seattle says, give me a 10th-round pick, give me that back, and then give me a second-round yeah. pick? Are you willing to do that, Greg? Absolutely. Absolutely. For DK Metcalf, okay. I mean – you, you, okay. Yeah, I mean, is he better than every receiver in the first round? Yes. Is he better than every receiver in the second round? Yes. So that's mm-hmm. a no-brainer. Okay. And do you have the money? Yeah. It seems like it seems like everyone's sitting all these receivers under the salary cap. The Saints are, are in salary cap hell every year, and they fit people on there. So why can't we? Yeah. I mean, you know, you push things back. You just swiping that credit card. Eventually, you're going to have to pay. And we're seeing that, you know, teams eventually are going to have to pay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, Aiden, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Listen, you brought the fire tonight. Go you brought some heat, man. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in. I get back, got to go back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Listen, Aiden calling in with some heat. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Please, when you call in, be patient. The lines are hot. We're getting to everybody tonight. New callers, don't call in and hang up. Call in and hang up. I can see you, okay? Just call in and be patient. Wait on the line. I'll get to you. Also, do not curse on my show. I'll get you out of here, all right? You keep, I know the Jets. We're having a lot of fun. We, 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 we're going. We're keeping it moving. We're popping and shaking. But, you know, please don't curse on my show. You curse a lot, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster, faster than we got Adam Gaze out of here. Get your ass out of here, man. Damn, get your ass out of here, man. I am so glad that guy is gone. Damn. Woo! Fella all the way. We're going to get back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. Next, I'm going to 703. 703, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from. And give me your thoughts on the New York Jets pass rushing situation. Uh, hi, my name is Angelo. I'm from Virginia, and I okay, have like what's a going on, man? About, about pass rush. I have a question about like your picks, like your two top ten picks. If okay, cool. go first. First, give me give, oh, no problem, but give me your thoughts on the pass rush real quick. What are your thoughts about Carl Lawson? Are you confident he's going to be able to come back and give us the type of production um, we need? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, his Achilles injury is like concerning because like you can't really like move that that well after I see, I feel like so like that's concerning to me and then um, I'm not really like a big Jets fan because my friends are Jets fans so mm-hmm. okay okay so, that's really fine. so give me, give me what, okay so what what is your question again uh, so if you guys have the fourth pick and pick Thibodeau. And mm-hmm. Hamilton falls. Would you want to take Hamilton, uh, like Garrett Wilson, or like a corner, like Stingley? Like, what would your mm-hmm. choice be? Out of those? Okay, so 
Yeah, that, that's a good question. So when I look at the situation, um, if, if we're taking, if we have Kayvon Thibodeau at four, I've been big and I'm going to continue to talk about how we need to address the trenches. Listen, I think Kyle Hamilton is a phenomenal player. I really do. I think he's a great safety. But we no longer need a safety. We don't, we don't, and even if we did, safety wasn't that much of a priority, okay, especially yeah. over some of the issues that we have already. So I would look to take either if, if, if another pass rusher is there, I'm taking another pass rusher because I don't know what Carl Lawson is coming back at, right? I don't know. But there's also mm-hmm. this kid, Linderbaum kid. There's a lot of talk about him being there at 10. The second yeah. that I can better this offensive line, the second that mm-hmm. I can sure up that center position to ensure that Zach Wilson is never running for his life again, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, because we have been looking for a quarterback so long, a franchise guy in this league for so long, it's insane. We had issues mm-hmm. protecting Sam Darnold. That cost us with him. That costed us draft capital, and we wasted capital on him as well because we never built around him correctly. Now he's gone because we could never figure out what he was and what he wasn't. Same stuff that mm-hmm. happened with him, taking shots, running for his life, not being able to go through his reads. We saw the exact same stuff go on with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson comes into this year, gets destroyed against Carolina, gets destroyed against uh, Denver, gets destroyed against New England, and in the second game against New England, he pops his PCL. Goes on throughout yeah. the season, tells us, tells us publicly that the knee is not healthy until they shut him up. He literally was saying that in interviews that the knee, his knee doesn't feel the same. So guess yeah. what? I don't ever want to see that happen again to a New York Jets quarterback. I'm going to shore up that center position so we walk in with an all-star offensive line and we absolutely destroy you. You'll have 30 years to throw the ball or we're going to have such a sufficient running game that we won't have to worry about much. That's what I want to do there. So either I'm going pass rusher again or I'm addressing our offensive line with center. I'll give you the last word before I let you go. Uh, for Linderbaum, uh, he's not supposed to, like, go in the top ten. Would you be willing to, like, risk it and trade back to, like, the 20th? Or, like, trade with, like, the, the Steelers and say, you know, quarterback and risk that? Yeah, here's, here's, you... that's a great question. Here's the thing is I hear a lot of people say that, that he's not going to go in the top ten. But I don't believe that because he's a generational mm-hmm. center. He's a generational yeah. center. Right? So if he's a generational center, there are definitely teams out there that are going to need offensive line help, that need, that, that need a guy that's going to be able to block, and they're going to take him top ten. Quentin Nelson, yeah. was one of the gener- another guy that was talked about as being generational, was taken at six mm-hmm. by the Colts. And yeah. nobody's saying that's a bad pick. Nobody. So I, I know that people are saying, oh, he's not going to be a top ten pick. There's always guys in every single draft, oh, he's not going here, he's not going there, and they always go higher than they're supposed to. Always. Last year, we were shocked by guys that were taken. Oh, he's not supposed to go in the first round, and they were taken in the first. So if you're the New York Jets and you want to aggressively attack a position of need, if you want to make sure that your quarterback is going to survive so that we can figure out whether he's good or not, you show up that offensive line with Linderbaum and you won't have any problems. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, listen, Angelo, I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have yourself a good one. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? I got you. Appreciate it. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Angelo called in with some heat, man. He called in with some heat. I ain't going to lie. You know? Why? We're going to keep getting busy to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up and share the stream as well with your friends and family. Share it across your social media. Let people know what we're doing here. We're talking Jets fast and furious. 
If you want to give to the stream, Super Chats there. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. Again, when you call in, I know I have some new callers. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody. All right? We got to talk to everybody, so please be patient. When you call in, make sure your background is good and make sure your phone's good. Please do not call me from the bottom of the dumpster. Don't do that, man. You know what I'm saying? Please don't do that. Please do that. All right? Move those trash bags aside. Get out of there and call me from a good phone. I'm saying I want to hear you. Please don't call me from the bottom of a milk carton. Don't do that. All right? So we're going to get back to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Joe. Joe, I'm coming directly to you. 973, my guy, Joe. Salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Listen, we're talking about New York Jets pass rush, all right? We're talking about a need there. A lot of people saying that they want to pass on Kayvon Thibodeau as four. Are you one of those fans that wants to do that as well? Actually... Not really. Um, the main reason why is I know the attitude issues are kind of a concern, but to be completely honest, look at last year's defensive player of the year, their defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. He had attitude issues. People were talking about him having, you know, being not really a team player. And look at him. He's going, he's a defensive rookie of the year. And here's another thing I want to mention. If we pass up on Kayvon Thibodeau, look who's right behind us, New York Giants. If they take him and he becomes LT 2.0, we're not going to live that down. We're never going to live that down. Giant fans are going to mention that to us for years. They're going to keep saying, hey, you know, you passed on Kayvon Thibodeau, we got him, and he's one of the best uh, defensive linemen ever. So not ever. Mm. He's our best defensive lineman. And watching his tape, he is dominant off the edge. He gives me Vaughn Miller vibes. Like complete, he is, his motor, he has a quick type of, you know, rush to him. He has a quick type of, when, when the ball snaps, he is on there. He is right there. But the thing is, I do agree with some of the other viewers and the other callers when they say sometimes he, he kind of gives up on the play a little bit, but that could be mm-hmm. fixed with, with Salah. That could be fixed. He could say, hey, you know, you got to give more uh, – or Robertson could say, hey, you got to give more effort on this play or something like that. That's coaching. You could, you, you could simply coach effort into a player and make a player inspire into a team and buy into mm-hmm. a team. So that's what I really think about Kayvon Thibodeau. I think we should get him if we have the chance. But if we do pass up on him, Mm-hmm. I I could go Sauce Gardner at four, or Kyle Hamilton at four, because that defense. Wow, you willing to take a safety that it, high? Yeah, I mean this guy is Kyle Hamilton is my third best player in the draft. I love Kyle Hamilton. He is that good. I'm hearing stuff like, oh, he's Ed Reed 2.0. He's this this guy that can. He's Jamal Adams that can cover. I mean. I mean, okay. I can't here, pass that so, up. So let's, let, yeah, let me, let, let's stay here because I really want to have this discussion with you. I hear a lot of that, and I've heard people talk about him being Ed Reed. It's the, you know, the Ed Reed thing for me I think has been a bit overblown. I remember when people were comparing Jamal Adams and saying that he was Ed Reed. I remember that, all right? I understand that Kyle Hamilton is a phenomenal player. I can't stand the school that he goes to, but I, I, I see talent. I get it. He's a great player, but he's a safety. And we don't need a safety, right? When I look at our needs, 
and because we're in a position where we need to address needs, we must address our needs. Bringing in a safety, right, doesn't help our pass rush because we've done that before. We had Jamal Adams here, and he was at the time that he was here, he was one of the more dominant safeties in the league, and we were getting our butts handed to us on a weekly basis because we didn't have our position of impact intact. We had no pass rush. We couldn't get after anybody at all. So my question then becomes, okay, why am I taking Kyle Hamilton at four when we have so many other needs elsewhere? Why would I look to take a safety when we still need offensive line help, when a lot of people are talking about wide receiver as well, and we'll get into that in just a second because I want to hear your takes on that too, when we're talking about that clearly we need a pass rusher, right? Because Carl Lawson's coming back, we don't really know, but even if he does, we still need more help there. Why am I taking a safety there when there's so many other needs that we've seen kill us for years? Why would I do that? Well, we're seeing a lot of, like, edge rushers rise up a little bit, like guys like Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State and uh, Trayvon Walker out of U- uh, UGA. Mm-hmm. So yep, maybe we can, we can have a chance of picking them up. Or, heck, maybe we can get Carl off this attempt. I mean, you mm-hmm. possibly have a safety and an edge. But I get the mm-hmm. wide receiver is a need. I would, I would love to get a wide receiver at 10. To be completely honest, that's probably my my uh, best spot for a wide receiver at 10. But uh, okay. but if we do take a safety, I do agree with you. I think we should double down on the defense and get an edge at 10. Okay. okay. So uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But you said you'd look to take a wide receiver at 10. What wide receiver are you taking in? Because I hear a lot of talk about Garrett Wilson, who's a great player. I hear a lot of talk about Drake London is there. What are you doing at 10 then? What wide receiver are you taking? Garrett Wilson. I think he has he fits this offense to a T. I think I see a couple of plays from our playbook that Ohio State uses, you know, wide receiver screens, you know, stuff that we use Barrios with with the jet sweeps. He may, he is a great run after the catch type player as well. I feel like he is he would be a perfect number one receiver for Wilson for Zach Wilson. And by the way, Wilson to Wilson sounds like a pretty do uh, pretty cool combo to me. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. you can put that in the back of a out of a, uh, the Daily News. Wilson to Wilson yeah. for the win. But um, okay. no, I hear. I hear. I, another, another guy I want to mention is um, not a lot of people are talking about Traylon Burks. I mean, I get the reason like he didn't really run that fast, but you know, Talk people about are comparing it. him to to a Debo Samuel type, I kind of see that too. I kind of like that idea that we're kind of copycatting the Niners a little bit, and, and we mm-hmm. um, should look into Traylon Burks. And they did interview him for a uh, pre-draft interview. So I'm very interested in how approach Traylon Burks and how he can fit into this offense because if he is what, you know, people think he could be, like a Debo Samuel type, I mean, we are really set uh, – yeah. with uh, our wide receiver one, to be perfectly okay. honest. Okay. I mean, not a lot of people are yeah. talking about him at 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we've talked about him before on the show, and like you said as well, ever since the combine a lot, there's been a lot of people that seem to have soured on him. And there's a lot of talk about him dropping. There's people talking about he might be available in the top of the second round. And I remember this was a guy that was, like, talked about him. Hey, look, he's a first round, hands down. There's no question about it. And now a lot of people saying he might be available in the second round. So that's that's crazy to hear. But my final question for you is we talk about this wide receiver position here. There's also been a lot of rumors swirling about A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. 
My final question before I let you go is, if you have to trade for one of those wide receivers, which one are you trading for, and what is the most that you're willing to give up? Capital and cash, because you've got to sign those guys to a contract. Okay. So with A.J. Brown, he has a little bit more of an injury history. With D.K. Metcalf, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get more of a – he's not really that much injured, and he seems more durable. Um, and he seems more complete as a wide receiver. And he would be a very, he also would be a great, and both of them would be great assets. DK would have been, would be more of a, of a better number one than an AJ Brown would be. That's no, that's no, mm-hmm. that's not bashing any, anything about AJ Brown, but, uh, I would prefer DK Metcalf, but, uh, I would trade, oh. I mean, I would trade my two twos, Probably the same type of t- type of trade that we were about to trade for Tyreek Hill. For Tyreek Hill, okay. Two, so, so let me yeah. let me let me do this. Let me do this. What if Seattle says we don't want no two twos, dog? We're not interested in that. We want you to give us that tenth pick in the first round back, and we want you to give us a second rounder as well. Are you doing that for DK Metcalf? Okay. Now, now this on. is tough. Are you doing it? Are you doing? You know what? I might I might take that deal because think about this. We still have a first round pick and we still have a second round pick. So if we just get mm-hmm. rid of the the first round pick and the second round pick for a quality player, I mean it's pretty good. We didn't give up the entirety of the future. I mean we gave up mm-hmm. some of it. We didn't give up the entirety of it. So we still okay. have a first and we still okay, have a second. So, so we're, we're still on so, track. So before I let you go, what are you paying him per year? If he says if he comes to the table and says, listen. We're ready to make this trade. I want $22 million per year. Are you doing it? I'm giving him the money. I'm giving him the money. I mean, <laughs> if he can be that okay. type of guy for us, that number one, okay. that elite wide receiver for us to compete with the Bills and compete with the Dolphins and compete with the Patriots mm. and say, hey, and say it to the rest, okay. of the rest of the AFC East, we are here and we are here to compete against you guys. So I would give okay. him that money. Listen, let, let's let's give Joe a round of applause, please. Give him a hand up. Give him a hand up. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not too much, studio audience. I <laughs> don't pay y'all for that, okay? I just said clap a little bit. I didn't say clap a lot, okay? Y'all not getting extra money out of me because you clap a more than you should, okay? This guy, Joe, brought some takes tonight, okay? That was a fire take, Joe. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. I'm going to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good one, my friend. All right, you too, Joe. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Joe brought some takes. He stuck to it. He said, yes, I'm giving the guy the cash, okay? I'm giving him the cash. Listen, 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We're going to keep going to these lines. Again, the Eagles... And the, tra- and the Saints have made the trade. You know, there's going to be a draft shakeup. The Saints get the 16th pick, the 19th pick, the 194th pick, which is a six-rounder. The Eagles get the 18th pick in the first round. They get the 101 pick, which is a third-round pick. They get the 237th pick, which is a seventh-round pick. That was all in this upcoming draft. In 2023, they get the, the Eagles – or they get, they get the Saints' first-round pick, and then they get the Saints' second-round pick in 2024. Woo! That's a shakeup. That affects us because there was a lot of people talking about the Eagles being a trade partner. To me, I think that opens the door for Jalen Hurts to stay with the Eagles and prove to the Eagles that he can be their guy going into the future. 
So we're going to talk about that as well. I forgot to bring that up. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, CT. CT, we're coming directly to you. Angelo, Bill, Steve, D from the Bronx. We'll get to you in a second. Salute to you, CT. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. We didn't have a lot of discussions here, CT. <laughs> we're talking about the Jets' pass rush, my boy. Give me your thoughts about these fans talking about passing up Kayvon Thibodeau at four. Are you one of those guys as well? Uh, salute to you, first and foremost. Uh, glad to be here on the, talk, on, on the show. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to KT, I don't have any reservations on it. I think if, if the Jets want him, take him at four, and let's, let's just get with us. Let's pair him up with Carl Lawson. You know, I think that, you know, he has I, – I think he's a high-character guy, personally. I think he cares a lot of his brand, of course. You know, New York is actually a good place for his brand if he wants to be there. However, if this yeah. was like Adam Gates as our coach, I would not take him. I'm going to be honest with you. If Adam Gates was our coach, I would not take him. I think pairing him up with a Robert Sala defensive-minded coach who also knows how to get the best out of defensive linemen and the defensive edge rushers, perfect marriage right there. You know, so uh, I wouldn't mind KT. I wouldn't mind KT at all. Now, if he's not there, there's other ways I would go. But um, I think he's the guy we should take. I think that he's the guy that we can take if he doesn't fall. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Okay, so I hear you, CT. And, again, I want to thank you for calling in. Now, you, you brought up, you opened the door. You're saying, hey, if he's not there, which is a great possibility that he might not be there, then what are you doing it for? What other pass rusher are you looking at saying, hey, I'll be able to grab this guy and bring him in? Or are you willing to trade down and take a guy? If he's not, I'm not trading down with our fourth pick. I'm taking somebody. And if wow. he's not there okay. at four, if he's not there at four, I'm not taking an edge rusher. If he and Aiden Hutchinson are not there, I'm not taking an edge rusher until 10. I think that the best course of passing would be to get Sauce Gardner. Number four pick, get Sauce, get number 10. You can either get Carl Loftus, you can get Jermaine Johnson, you can get Trey Walker, Trayvon Walker if he, if he falls. Uh, so one of those three should be the 10. So that's what I would do. I, I'm a defensive guy. I, this is me personally. I don't think the Jets will go defense both picks in the draft because mm-hmm. everybody's the wide receiver. Now, this is if we don't trade for a wide receiver, you know. But if we don't trade for a wide receiver, you know, if, I mean, if we do, then, then we, there's no problem. Then we can, you know, get them both. Hopefully, we trade with just a, the two second picks. But when the, with me, take Sauce with the 10, with the, with the four, and then with the 10, take either Jimmy and Johnson, Carl Loftus, or Trayvon Walker, whatever, whichever one you want, or whoever falls to 10. And I think we should sure up that defense, help them out, because I think that a lot of moves have made to a lot of these offensive uh, sides of our AFC East teams, not to make a move based off of their decisions. But we also have mm-hmm. 30 second rank defense in the entire league, so we need a yeah, play and all to be fun. But do we do we really? And I hear what you're saying, CT. And I know, listen, Sauce Garner is phenomenal, phenomenal corner, right? But here's my deal: when people talk about taking him at four, especially when again there's other edge rushers out there, and Trevon Walker could be there, um, which I would do in a trade down. I would trade down to six or trade down to eight, where I think he would still be there, and we'd be able to grab him. But when I look at our corner position, a lot of people bringing up sauce, I say, well, Bryce Hall played extremely well for us last year. He was our number one. He looked good. Honestly, our secondary exceeded our expectations. A lot of people looked and said that our secondary was going to get shredded last year, and it really didn't. There were, especially when we played like the Bengals. Dude, Jamar Chase did not destroy us, and a lot of that was work 
with Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall played well as our number one corner. We just brought in DJ Reed, who has extreme familiarity with the system. He's going to be pegged in as, I guess, our number two. That's what a lot of people are saying. We just paid him $33 million. You got Michael Carter in the slot, who's a phenomenal young corner, right? This guy was one of the, one of the better slot corners in the league, and this was his rookie year. He's going to come back and excel as well. Then you had Eccles, who stepped up too and played very well on the second side. He had some flashes this year. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be fine. He was nicked up a little bit, but we saw him play well. So when I look at this situation, I say, okay, if we're drafting soft honor, where exactly is he going? Because I don't think our secondary is as bad as people think it is. What I think has happened is I think that our defense has suffered due to the fact that we have no pass rush. We don't have anybody to get after you. Carl Lawson was gone I mean, this season. John Franklin Myers was in flux. We, we, there were days where he would just disappear out there on the field. If you have 50 years to throw the football, I don't give a damn what secondary you got. They're going to give up plays. They're going to look like it, it's just and track at times. I don't think our secondary is bad. Give me your thoughts on that. Uh, me, me and you had this conversation before about the whole Carl Hamilton thing, which is another person I could take that for. However, this is what I'm saying to you. When it comes to our defense, it's not just the pass rush. It's both. They both need to be upgraded. We don't have, like, a good secondary. Like, just so you guys know, we don't have a great secondary. We don't. We, they're, they're decent. They were at better than we expected. And getting a corner or a safety, I think, can add and upgrade it significantly. Now, I, that's, and that's, that's just me. I think that we can, we can do both at the same time. I just said, first round, we got two picks. Let's take an edge, which is on the line, and then take something in the secondary as well. That's what I would do because it shores up two positions on our defense. Now, if you're saying we don't need a corner, I disagree. I don't think Eccles is all that great. So I do think that when we swap out Bryce Hall, we need somebody else. When we swap out DJ Reed, we need somebody else. You know, let's say when somebody yeah, gets injured, you know, that's whole. Yeah, that's that's, I like depth at cornerback and I like depth and I, at, at certain positions. Go ahead. And I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying when you talk about depth. I don't mean to curse you off. I hear what you're saying when you talk about depth. But depth should those those mid round picks should be used for depth. When you're looking at first round, fourth pick in the draft, when you're looking at tenth, you know, tenth pick in the draft, those picks need to be utilized for areas of significant need. Significant need. Because we need depth on our offensive line too. But I'm not looking to take another okay. tackle. We already got one. You get what I'm saying? Like, we need to attack positions of need. And I hear phenomenal. I get it. But I'm just asking Jets fans, you know, hey, I'm looking around. I'm saying, we got these corners. We just brought in DJ Reed. You've got Bryce Hall, DJ Reed. That shores up our corner position. You look around, we ain't got no damn pass rusher. We, ha- we don't have one. You so got, if if k not there, what are you doing? Go ahead. I just told you, you get one at 10. There's going to be a good pass rusher still there at 10. You know, it's not like just because we, we got two first round, two top ten picks. People act like, oh, my God, if we take a certain position, we're, we're going to miss out completely on another player. We got two in the top ten. You know how rare that is? You know, so, like, when I look at it from this point is that with one of those picks, we have the option to take a luxury like a Kyle Hamilton or a Sauce Gardner, who actually is a great culture guy as well. Now, this is just me, my opinion. I'm not – it's not a popular opinion. I don't mean to say we don't need edge. I'm saying we could take an edge at, at, at 10 if Kayvon's not there. That's what I said. I said Kayvon first. So Kayvon, I want to be a Jet. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but my, 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 my thing is, is I hear you. If Kayvon's not there, I hear the, the talk about corner. I get it. I get the depth. But why not take a guy like Trevon Walker? Why not? Why not take him at hey, four? If you want or to trade that, down, or trade down the pick? 
Okay, okay. I'm just I'm I mean, it's not like, I don't uh, with, with the trade downs, you gotta have somebody willing to trade up, you know, and for for something. You know, at the end of the day, I, I don't talk trade until it happens. Per per first, like take what we have, and I say this is what I want to okay. take at that number. Now, granted, trading down or up, I wouldn't do it with the fourth, the tenth. I don't, I would rather trade down with the tenth and get an extra pick or trade up with the second round picks. Those are my two options. But with the fourth pick, take whoever you want. The Jets, take whoever okay. you think is the best player for your team at number four. You have a top four pick, take them. You know, unless we're getting a haul for, for, for the fourth round pick or we get a first round next year and all that, then, yeah, cool, t- trade it. But if it's not that and you're just swapping picks and getting, like, another second or another third or something like that, nah, like, tr- take who you want. And if it's Kayvon, mm-hmm. cool. If you guys think Trayvon's that dude, take Trayvon. But for me personally, I think Sauce is that dude. And I think Sauce is not only just – a guy who's elite, I think he has the attitude and the swagger that the team needs. And I know it might not be just the, the wisest thing, but that's what I want. I think that I think having him, DJ Reed, and um, and Bryce Hall, so you know, you you pretty much aren't aren't going to have some somebody who's not elite on the field at some point. You're always so whether they're taking a um, taking a, a, a stop off, we still got somebody elite taking a spot for them. You know, and rather than hey, now we got Echoes there, which he might get burnt. We have Isaiah Dunn there, and he, he might get burnt. And then I don't like that scenario. And then you talk about the edge. I do think there will be a Jordan Colossus at ten. I I don't see him, us him falling past. You know, I'll I'll see him going before ten. I personally don't. He might like things can change. But Jordan Colossus is a really good at rusher. He's a really good pass rusher. Just taking somebody mm-hmm. early doesn't mean that they're automatically better than who's taken after them. You know, and I think that we think that just because someone's taking that four means they're better than no. I'm thinking sauce, taking sauce at four is a strategy because I don't think he's lasting for ten. I don't think he's lasting for ten. Mm-hmm. So I think there are measures you can get, and there's no there's no cornerback I think better than sauce. There's no safety better than Hamilton. So me, I want to take a, a a significant risk on a pick that is going to be a, a head and shoulders above the next guys that are on in their in their nope. class. That's what I would be at four. No, listen, and that's why I think that's okay. Okay, I hear you. I hear you there. I don't, you know, we can agree to disagree because I def, damn sure don't want to take <laughs> yeah. no safety at four. But I hear you, CT. We've gone back and forth. You already know you're my guy. So now my next question for you is, there's a lot of Jets fans talking about A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and uh, there's rumors swirling, man. Okay. When, you look at those, when you look at those two wide receivers, if I forced you to make a trade for one of them, who are you okay. taking? Are you taking D.K. or are you taking uh, A.J. Brown? DK, my guy, man. DK, this dude, man. I wanted him since he came out of college, man. So if okay. he can come okay. to jail, if the thing can through, um, he fell, and I'm like, yo, why are we not taking this guy? Why are we not taking this guy? And he's like, you know, and I'm like, we didn't get him. Seattle got him the third round, man. And he's been a stud ever since. He's a dog. He's, uh, you know, he he pushes himself, even going and you yeah. know trying to try out, the, you know, Olympics and all this. Like, you know, this guy is a serious athlete. You know, um, on top of that, when he walks onto the field, he's just an imposing presence. And that's what I think we need on this team. That's why I want to take a sauce because he's, he's, he's a presence when he's there. You know, that's what I want to hear DK. Mm-hmm. We can get him. I wouldn't trade a top pick, um, a first-round pick for him. But if we can get him, I think he's an opposing figure where when he's on that field, you've got to account for him. You've got to see where he's at. Okay. When, so, you know, and, so here's, yeah, here's my so question. That here's, attitude, here's my we're missing that attitude on the game. Listen, and I hear you, CT. I hear what you're saying. But my, my final question for you, before I let you go, I'll give you the floor for a second. If Seattle comes to you and says, I want the 10th pick and I want a second-round pick from you, 
Are you still making that trade? No, no, you can, you can keep that. You know, you're not you giving up the tenth pick. You're not giving up the tenth pick. Me personally, me personally, me personally, I'm not. I, I, me personally, I'm not, and I don't think Joe Douglas is either. Okay. I think he was going to give up two second rounds for Tyreek Hill, and I don't think he's going to go beyond that for DK. I don't. I really don't. But he, I could, I could be wrong. The, the market does change. However, I would say this. Listen, when it comes to um, wide receiver talent, there's there's a lot of wide receiver talent in the draft. So I'd rather take our picks that are in the top 35 picks and get four elite players to add to our team than get one big wide receiver name. And that's just my opinion. I'd rather fill out more more holes on our team because we're only in the second year of this rebuild, kind of. Like, I feel like it's the second year, you know, with uh, with Zach being here, Robert um, Sala being here. Of Michael Swore. This is the second year they've had together. So I want to just keep on stacking those picks, get people that are young in our in our system. If next year there's a big receiver name out there, go all out, go get them, or a big edge presence or a big whatever, linebacker, spend your money and just get the, the, the remaining pieces. This year, take your picks, choose wisely, and I respect our scouting staff after last year. Choose wisely and mm-hmm. get some real studs throughout the entire draft and keep on building that way for okay. this year. If we can't get if, okay. if we if we have to take a first round pick for DK. If it's a second round pick or, or two seconds, go ahead and get it. Okay. Listen, C T I hear you, man. Hey! Listen, C T I wanna thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too, man. Take care and thanks talking to you. Peace. All right. All right, great talking to you as well. Listen, CT brought some heat. He stands on his takes. I respect it. Listen, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Lines are hot. We're going to get back. Please, again, smash that like button. Share the stream as well, you know what I'm saying, with all your friends and family. And if you like to give to the stream, Super Chat's there. Uh, you know, Cash App is there as well. Please give anything that you can. Anything that you give to the stream is greatly appreciated. Greatly, greatly appreciated, you know. And salutes to my guy, V-Man2937, for the big, 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 big donation. I said salutes to my guy, V-Man2937, with the big, 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 big donation. <laughs> salutes to him for, again, giving to the platform. He said, who else tonight learned that Woody Johnson's wife was you know, from Ukraine tonight, I'm proud to be a Jets fan. Salutes to him, man. Salutes. Again, thank you for giving to the platform, man. So we're going to get back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, we're going to my guy in North Carolina. Bill, Angelo, Steve, D. We'll get to you in a second. Salutes to my guy. What's going on with you, my my friend? We all know you know your Jets. Yo, listen, <laughs> we're talking address tonight. Yeah. Give me your thoughts about all these fans that want to pass up on Kayvon Thibodeau. Do you agree with their takes? No, absolutely not. This team is in dire need of explosive edge rushers. Uh, from what I've seen of Kayvon Thibodeau, I've been uh, taking a look and studying him for months. And you see, he seems yeah. to have all the traits that we're looking for in someone who can develop into a dominant edge rusher. You know, we've been needing a dominant edge rusher since John Abraham. That's the mm-hmm. popular saying among us Jet fans, and uh, Thibodeau fits the mold. I think uh, the only difference is uh, I think we need to take two. I think we got to pick four and ten for that purpose to improve the edge rush, and I think fundamentally mm-hmm. change this team in a massive way in our pass rush. Because I believe if we start rushing the passer, 
we'll start getting off the field. Because looking at all these quarterbacks that are currently in this conference, let, let's say we had a, a conference full of Matt Joneses and Tours. Then I would be kind of rolling with going and maybe, you know, if we couldn't land Thibodeau, going maybe take a corner in safety. Maybe we can confuse them on the back end. But looking at the quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, you've got to get it done on that, on that first level. There's no other way around it. We've got to get our pass rush together. We've got a, a great opportunity. And I think that will help Quentin Williams and John Franklin Myers tremendously. To me, I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau at four, and I'm praying and crossing my fingers that Jermaine Johnson is there at 10. If I can get both of these guys, it's a home run. It's an A-plus draft. Then the wide receiver okay. position, you can let that slide down the board because people tend to forget. We do have Lawson, who's looking to bounce back. We do have uh, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter. We've upgraded this offensive line significantly with Lincoln Thomas. I like what we're doing on that side of the ball. We have, we have to just bring this defense up to – the standard. It performed so poorly last year, mm-hmm. which is uh, historic for this franchise, which I've never seen before. Our defense performed this poorly. Couldn't stop the run. Couldn't rush the passer. We didn't do any anything very well at all. So the way to go is to you know, go on and not mess around. Go get your edge rushes while you can because you can't land them in free agency. You remember Khalil Mack? Yeah. When that trade was made, yeah. that's a very rare trade. Most times, teams will either re-sign those guys or they will franchise tag them. They never let them in the, hit the market, and they practically never mm-hmm. trade them because they're such a rare, rare commodity, rare jewels, you know. So I think yeah. the way to go yeah. is to get yeah. the edge rushers. We can't, we can't go wrong if we get the edge rushers. If we get Tebow or Jermaine Johnson, to me, that's a home run. That's an A-plus draft. I don't think yeah. anyone can yeah. begrudge Joe Douglas going that route because this team is in such dire need. It's not as though we don't need another wide receiver yet. But looking at the current crop, you got Olave, you got Michi, you got other guys further down the board. It's a possibility you can, you can add another one and we'll be fine, you know, with that group and what we already currently have on our roster. Edge rushes is most dire need. We have to improve this defense. And the inability to yeah. rush the quarterback. It's like a domino effect. When you can't rush the quarterback and quarterbacks are able to just sit back there and pick you apart and get comfortable, it's not good. <laughs> We've seen that. And I've been wanting to see the yeah. New York Stock Exchange that resurrected for decades. When the Jets yep. took John Abraham, I had some hopes maybe, you know, they can go to the 4-3 and be dominant. And then when they pass on Warren Sapp, that's what really messed us up. Uh, you imagine a front four with Warren Sapp and John Abraham mm-hmm. on the same front. You know, I was kind of envisioning that. And then when Kyle Brady's name was called, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Man. I was sick. I mean, I could hear the fans in the stadium. That's when it used to be, you know, you know it was always drafted. That time was always had at Radio City Music Hall. And I remember watching yeah. TV and watching the draft, and the Jet fans were cheering for Saturday. Yes, the pick is in. We're going to take that. And then when I heard it said, the New York Jets select Kyle Brady, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, oh I remember, my God. I, you know. Man, it, it, that was crazy. So when you look at this situation, because I, I know yeah. you want to take Ed at at four ten, I get that. So when you look at the second round, there's a lot of Jets fans that now want to see us target Jamison Williams. There's a lot of talk about him being available there. Is he a guy that yeah. you think the New York Jets should be interested in that second round? And are you concerned about his ACL injury? Because he's a speed guy, and ACLs can you know jack up your jack up that speed. So that's my last question for you. I'll give you four. Oh yeah. Now, uh, Jameson Williams, I'm hearing some good reports about him uh, trying to work his way back. I think the only thing, uh, Joe Douglas and his medical staff has got to be 
make sure to confirm is what is the timetable for him and what it is when do they think he can return to the field and at what capacity. They've got to get, get the, the right medical reports and be absolutely sure about that before they make that pick. Now, Jameson Williams is a guy, if he slides down the board, let's say at 24, 25, his name is not called, the Jets are in position, you know, because we have the, the draft picks to strike. Pick 35, 38, they can probably package pick 35, flip those picks, maybe that pick from Carolina, and maybe add yeah. a future pick maybe next year, maybe a mid-round pick. That, that package should, should be able to get it done. And jump into that top ten, the last ten picks of the, the first round, we should be able to jump in there and land him. What do you think? Yeah, that's something that we could do. Um, I, I've talked about packaging picks, you know, in that and in, in early in that second round, the top to jump back in yeah. to the late first. There are some guys that could be there as well. So that's that's a good idea. There, that really yeah. is a good take. But you so, know, that, you know, when this talk was circulating months ago, it was for Trey McBride. Mm-hmm. Since we've improved our tight end room, now the hot pick is the wide receiver. Now yep, possibly yep. we can jump in, jump back in there. You go Chris Olave or Jamison Williams, one yep. of these top-rated wide receivers. I think it's probably or Tra- a pretty Or Traylon Burks. Or Traylon Burks. Right, He's a guy right. that a lot of people you know, are talking like about Trayvon falling Burks. through. I take him. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Trayvon Burks, but I'm a little nervous about where his route tree is and how polished he is, you know, that kind of thing, coming off the Denzel Mims experiment. I'm a little nervous, especially <laughs> if a guy is not very polished, you know what I'm saying? That's why I yeah. like James well, I mean, James Williams. He comes out of Alabama. You trust profit coming out of that because that's a very good program. Yeah. You got to be really good and on point to yeah. play for Alabama. You know. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I look at it like this, man. They come in. A lot of his comparisons are to Debo Samuel's, which again would be a complete fit within this offense. But I, I think yeah. he's a lot better. I think a lot of people have started to sour on him simply because of what happened at the combine. That's really what I think happened. Oh, okay. And ever since then, there's okay. been a lot of talk. Because he ran, I think, like a 4-5 something at the combine. A lot of people thought he should be faster. And then all this talk about uh-huh. his run. Dude, I, I think that he would be a good <laughs> fit within Stoffman's offense. But oh, yeah. listen, my friend, be. I got to get back to these lines, man. Go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought. I'm sorry. Last point is uh, I think the most important thing that people have to look at is is how they look on video in the past. You know, that's the most important thing than the, than the mm-hmm. you know, the combine numbers. We all know the combine yeah. numbers is uh, fool's gold. If you don't believe it, yeah. look up YouTube. Take a look at the NFL Network's uh, top nine all-time bust of all time, and you'll see a yeah. ton of those guys that was, the NFL Network did a special on that. <laughs> Tony Mandry mm-hmm. and all these guys that were freaks that looked apart. But when they went to the NFL, they just couldn't make that transition. They struggled, and they were bust. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, there's been a lot of workout warriors. I mean, we've seen it. Vernon Goldson. Workout warrior. But, That's right. That's uh, listen, right. My friend, I want yeah, to thank you for calling in, my man. It was great <laughs> to speak to you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Oh, yeah, definitely. You take care, Joe. All right, you have a good one. Listen, these lines are hot. Salute to him. Going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I want to thank everyone for calling. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Please give the stream a thumbs up, all right? Greatly appreciate it. Also, share it with your friends and family. Next, I'm going to my guy, Bill. Bill, I'm coming directly to you. Salute to you, Bill. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Bill, we're talking edge rush, man. That's what we're talking about tonight. There's a lot of, a lot of Jets fans that don't want Kayvon Thibodeau. Are you on that train? What is up, my neighbor, Big Joe? Hope you're doing all right, man. Um, What's going on, man? How's it going? Well, it's going good, man. You might not be good after this call because I'm going to go, and I'm not a Thibodeau guy. I'm not a Thibodeau guy at four. I'll let you know why. Okay. 
I awesome. think that you look at what Joe has put together in terms of the type of mindset of these guys who he has coming in the building, and I don't see his Thibodeau fitting that right now. And, and a lot of people – I was watching some footage before the combine, so I don't know about the comments he made. I read a lot of things about what he said. I didn't watch it myself, but just before all of that, there was a lot of YouTube out. You know, he's all into strategy. He's all into chess. He's all into his own thing, and, you know, in terms of how he, he implements. And it's impressive. You take a look at some of his games. A lot of people say they don't see production out of the guy. That's the first half. They need to look at the second half because he stresses in a lot of his videos and a lot of these pieces they do in ESPN about how he's in a strategy. You know, he sets up a lot of guys. He sets up the offensive line, kind of lacks. He kind of gives weak moves in the beginning. Second half, he comes on. So you'll see a lot of activity in the second half. A lot of guys don't watch that long. They get bored and they call, they call him a bum and they just move on to the next guy. <laughs> I think that I, I like that. But, the, you know, how is that going to work in an organized, organized defense where there's responsibilities and you can't just kind of freelance all the time when you're expected to do things? And he's already mentioned he's, you know, he's about his brand, which is fine. It should be about their brand. You know, he's a young man. He has dreams beyond football. He made that clear. Yeah. You know, but, you know, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't see Joe taking him because of the, for a lot of reasons, just the uncertainty, a lot of things floating around. If they pick him, that's going to tell me that, Joe's done his research and the guy's straight and, and lined up, and I'm good for that. But based on what I see, and I don't, you know, we're not going to know what goes on behind closed doors, but from what we see, I would be surprised if they picked him at four. Ten maybe, but four, I'm not 100% sure. So the next question, okay, right, is so, who's at four, right? Yeah, what are you doing at four? If you don't want Kayvon Thibodeau, let's just say he's off the board, him, Hutchinson, off the board. Okay. What are you doing at four right. then? What are you doing? Who are you getting to address this edge rush issue? You're not going to like this either, but I'm of the <laughs> I'm of the Sauce Gardner uh, 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 camp because okay. you address okay, your pass ahead. rush either through having guys on the line put pressure on the quarterback or taking away receivers, which when you watched last year, we had guys who, you know, our whole strategy was keeping it underneath. Like they didn't have guys who could play man that well. They didn't have a lot of faith in the man guys. You know, Bryce Young, you look back and um, – uh, Bryce Hall, sorry. Bryce Hall, you look back at college, he played band. He, he, was, he played a lot of different you know, uh, positions all over the field for Virginia. He came off the injury. They're getting their feet wet with him. Look at Sauce. Sauce will take away half of the field, and he consistently does that. I like Sauce. I know we have a picked up Reed. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys in the defensive backfield, but you know, this is a guy I think that improves your defense on both levels, taking away half the field. Because most teams now, you know, it's not like the old days. You had one dominant receiver. They're getting two, three guys who can catch the ball. That's one of the issues the Jets had to keep it in front of you, but everyone's catching the ball. You're not getting any pressure to force the quarterback to make mistakes. You know, so you have to address, like, we all agree we need a better pass rush, and I know we do, but I don't see anyone outside of Hutchison and Thibodeau at four. I think you pick that it makes me as comfortable as going to impact your defense as you know, Sauce Gardner. I don't, I don't see anybody okay. else you can name who's going to have that instant impact. And then when you look at 10 or even, you know, going into the high second round, there's a lot of guys. You look at the numbers, you crunch the numbers, you look at some tape that some guys who are not getting a lot of, a lot of uh, publicity out there, not the household names that they're putting on Sports Center. A lot of guys out there who can contribute, and even to the point where you look at Dividos' production, like I said, it's not, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't over his career. It wasn't like, you know, the best of the guys in the draft because, you know, he played a strategic game, which is great put some pressure on quarterbacks, but, you know, from a performance standpoint, they're guys who had better production. Okay. Okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. I, I'm, I'm not saying that Sauce Garner is bad. I think he's phenomenal. I'm just saying mm-hmm. where exactly is he going? 
Like that's that's my big question, and nobody can really answer that because if you're telling me that Bryce Hall, Bryce Hall played very well last year for us. So mm-hmm. we got DJ Reed. We just paid him thirty three million dollars. He right. to me is the cog that's going to go into that second that second cornerback spot. I'm looking at Michael Carter. I'm looking at Echols, and I'm just saying, okay, mm-hmm. well, where is Soft going? If he does, he automatically step in as our number one. And if so, okay, then what are we doing? Again, we still have a hole here at pass rusher. I think Sauce is phenomenal. I think he is. Right. But I just want to hear people's takes. I want, I want to, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate. I want to hear your takes about, okay, well, where is he going? So I hear you. So my final question. Put him in number you, one. My final question. Put him in number one. Like okay. you said. All right. Yeah. We did not okay. see right. uh, We did not see a whole lot of men. You know, did we see a whole lot of men? That's the issue is that we played everything off because we couldn't play men. They didn't have a lot of confidence okay. and faith in guys and Sauce can do that. That changes your whole defense. Fine, you can play Sauce number one, takes away the best receiver, play some other guys off, or give them a little more flexibility to play man. And, you know, if we have to trade guys, we trade so, guys. And that's not a bad thing to, to do. Right. We have some guys who have some trade assets in the draft to pick Sauce, and some guys have to go. They have to go. Yeah. Okay, so how about this? Now I'm looking at the situation, and I'm saying, okay, we're, I'm guessing you're addressing edge at 10. Quick take, give me the edge rusher that you're taking at 10 then. It's, uh, oh, you're going to hate this one, but uh, <laughs> Kingsley Engabari, South Carolina, if I had to take one, I, I would take that guy. So I would you, take him if, if I had to. If, if Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson's there, you're still taking, if you're still taking uh, Kingsley, right? I like, yeah, I like Jermaine Johnson. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of um, good out of him. I just like Engabari mm-hmm. better. I think you can move him a little bit more online. He's a little bit of a bigger guy which fits in well because, you know, we have Franklin Myers, you know, we can move him around. So I think that fits a little bit mm-hmm. better than having just one guy who's going to play from one position. We can't really move him around, which, which has, I think is going to – would help them. Jermaine Johnson, I like him a lot. Um, and I, I definitely – I think I would roll the dice on that uh, on, on in Kingsley. I like him a little bit better. Okay. Okay. Look, I hear your takes. Listen, Bill, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. This was a phenomenal call from you. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Listen, Bill calling in. He said he's he's looking, you know, I don't have a problem with, with Sauce at four. I'm just saying I want to hear where he's going. Because to me, our secondary isn't as bad as I think a lot of people think it is. I, I, I think we need an edge rusher. An edge rusher would really change the look of our defense. We need edge pressure. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Steve. Angelo, Tommy, Mickey will come to you in a second. Steve, salute to you. Listen, Steve, we're talking edge rusher, man. Give me your thoughts about who you're taking it for. Are you a guy that wants to pass up on Kayvon Thibodeau? Are you one of those guys, too? Hey, Joe. First off, thank you again for having me on the show. It's great. It's always great to talk to you. No, listen, here is the thing right now. You know, when I'm looking at this situation right now, I think no matter what happens at number four, Whatever edge rusher is there, that is who the Jets need to get. We need a pass rusher for this draft. We we need a pass rusher. Sure. I know that some Jets fans were even saying that now that there were possibilities of us taking Gardner at number four. I mean, nothing against Gardner. I think he's a phenomenal talent, and he is now considered the best corner going into the dra- going into this draft. And I know some Jets fans do believe in some Jets fans do like where the secondary is at right now but I mean 
it's really going to depend on what happens, though. But let me tell you something. Kayvon Thibodeau, if he is there at number four, and if he is the only edge rusher there, I take him. Because let me tell you something. I know some Jets fans are comparing him that don't want him to, like, Javadi and Clowney and, like, a couple of other edge rushers that's never panned out in the NFL. But, you know, if he is there at number four, and, and if he is available, you have to take it. I mean, listen, I said this to you before. The edge rusher I want the Jets to get, but even though I think he is going to go number one in, or number two, and that's Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Listen, everybody all, all knows I've watched the Big Ten football. You know, I'm a Rutgers fan. Yeah. I've watched Michigan football football before. Aiden Hutchinson is a monster, but – I don't think he's going to be there number four. Let me tell you something. If, no. he is the, if, yeah, if Aiden Hutchinson is there at number four, I'm just going to say this. If Aiden Hutchinson would be there, at, I would be going right to Joe Douglas and tell him, take him. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you, Steve. Now, my, now next and final question for you is, when you look at this situation here, I know Kayvon Thibodeau for you at four is good to go. Well, we're looking at our offense right now. There's a lot of people looking at that 10 pick and saying, hey, we can make some moves. There's a lot of talks about A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf making a move for either one of those guys. If I'm forcing you to trade for them, who are you deciding to take, man? Are you taking D.K. or are you taking A.J.? You know, I, I, I really like both of the receivers very much. But if I had to pick between the two of them right now, I would pick D.K. Metcalf because Metcalf is a monster. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you ever watched him play before, Joe, but when he is on yeah. the field, he is a monster. And, and the thing is, I know D.K. Metcalf is going to be on another team at some point during the season. I don't see him in, with the Seahawks going into 2022 because, listen, we all know that Seattle is going through a rebuild and they're starting all over again. For, again. And I know Metcalf is not going to want to be part of a rebuilding team. Now, I would be happy with A.J. Brown, too. I would be happy with him, too. But if I had to pick between the two of them, I pick DK right now. Okay. So so before I let you go, I'm gonna give you the floor. If DK says, Hey, because you gotta you gotta extend that deal, you gotta give him a new deal. If he asks for twenty two million per season, are you giving that to him? Oh. You know what, with the money that we have now, I would give it to him. That's what I'm okay. All right, Steve. That's, that's Here okay. we go. Hey Joe. Okay, go ahead, no, but it's mm-hmm. just a couple of other things. Just wanted, just wanted to talk to you about really quickly because you know, you know, with the state of where this team is at now, you know, mm-hmm. listen, Joe. I don't know what is going to happen because you have no idea what's going to happen though in the in the future in, in the next two weeks coming up listen, before listen, the Steve, draft listen, comes. Steve. Joe, that's a fact. Listen, Steve. It is insane. There's so many crazy things going on. So many things moving. There's been so many trades made. It's been it's been nuts. But the New York Jets finding their way and continuing to find a way to address the edge rush, continuing to address the offense, is going to be huge for us, Steve. So I like what we're doing here. I like some of the options that we have kind of up in the draft. I mean, it's phenomenal, Steve. It really is phenomenal. Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas is big for us, man, extremely big for us. He's going to continue to do his thing. So I want to thank Steve for calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Angelo. Angelo, I'm coming directly to you. Quickly, give me some of your takes. Give me your thoughts on these people that want to 
pass up on Kayvon Thibodeau at four. Is that something that you want to do as well? Angelo? Angelo, are you there? I think we, we might have lost Angelo. All right, we'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Mickey. Mickey, salute to you. I want, to give, I want you to give me your thoughts, Mickey, on a lot of Jets fans want to pass up on Kayvon Thibodeau at four. Is that something you'd like to see happen as well? Well, <clears throat> first of all, I want to thank you for taking my call, Joe. Um, I had to get Angel out of here so, um, so I can get on first, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I like to think of the Jets nation, and um, I'm kidding, by the way. I don't want anyone to you know, call the feds or anything, but I like to think of the Jets nation, Jets fans. Um, they're a lot like professional wrestling fans. They're both the best and worst fan base in all football. Um, we say we want to get better, and then, you know, uh, we don't want to we don't want to follow the right uh, prospects. I mean, I remember when Warren Sapp was in the draft, there was a lot of rumors going around, and we didn't wind up picking him, and then we got some guy named Kyle, and I think Warren had a pretty okay career, I think. But um, Yeah, he was all right. I, he was all right. I think if this guy's talking about his brand, whatever, whatever that means, I mean, he's going to want to – at nothing else, he's going to want to perform well to protect his brand. He's not going to get drafted to the Jets, then phone it in and, you know, just, you know, wait for a second team to get one second contract. The guy's still going to play at a high level. And, you know, it, it, the song remains the same since we lost John Abraham. I mean, we need a pass rusher. I mean, I can't do it by myself. Um, Carl Lawson's coming off a Achilles injury, I think. Yep. So, you know, yep. it's going to take a while to get back off from that. If we have a, you know, I don't want to say once in a lifetime, if we have one of the two best pass rushers at four and we can take one of them, we are in no position to pass up on them. Unless we want to keep taking picks in the top five for the next two decades. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be around for two more decades, but if, you know, Jets fans that want to pass up on this, by all means, if you guys are going to be around for the party, sure. <laughs> Mickey, listen, I hear you, man. I, I'm, I don't understand where this is coming from. I know people talking about his brand and stuff like that, and he said, hey, he wants to work on his brand. I, I think a lot of players think about those things. They may not publicly say them like he did, but I'll tell you what, a lot of people think about their brand. A lot of people think about their money and things like that. But I'll tell you, when you turn on the film and you look at him, he's a phenomenal player. This guy gets after it. He's one of the most dominant edge rushers in this game. And like you said, we must address that in this upcoming draft. But listen, Mickey, time's getting short. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time you call in, man, call in a little bit earlier, and we'll get directly to you, all right? Listen, man, I call in when I call in, man. I got to keep on your toes. <laughs> All right, you have a good one, Mickey. Listen, Mickey calling in, talking that talk. So we'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're getting a little short on time, but we're going to get to everybody. Give me your quick takes. Next, I'm going to 845. 845, you're looking like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from. Give me your thoughts. Are you passing on Kayvon Thibodeau if he's there at four? Hey, Long Beach. Uh, my hey, what's going on? I'm from New York. I actually just moved to North Carolina, though, so I'm calling you from here. So um, am I passing on KT? I would say absolutely not if he's there. <laughs> I think people are uh, definitely overblowing the uh, personal brand aspect. And uh, if you watch him on film, I mean, 
definitely one of the better prospects of late. He's been a number one since high school, you know, in the country and stuff. So he's been building this so-called brand for a while. So, you know, I don't think it's really that crazy. And uh, as you've been saying, I think the Jets' main thing is pass rush. Carl Lawson, questionable at best, how he's going to come back. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. I think we could see. But, yeah, KT, I think, is a given at four if he's there. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, there, again, there's been a lot of turning. I, I, I told people that, hey, you know, there's a lot of talk about him you know, possibly being there, and there's Jets fans that don't want him. But we're going to keep getting to these lines. Mm-hmm. Listen, Trevor, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? For sure, man. You got it. Take, thanks for taking it. Right. Have a good one. Salute. Salute to Trevor. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, we're short on time. I want you guys to give me your quick hits. I'm Next, I'm going to my guy, Tommy. Tommy, I'm coming directly to you. Tommy, man, we've been talking. You know, edge rusher at four. Yeah. If you got to take one, who are you taking, my friend? All right. What's up, Jerome Beach? Listen. What's going on, man? All right, man. Long time. Listen, I'm, I'm no Angelo, but I can, you know, I can see what I can try and entertain you guys a little bit. All right. <laughs> All right. If, I, if, I, if I'm going out four, you know, you know from a long time, I've been saying outside linebacker. We're waiting outside linebacker or an edge for, what, 15 mm-hmm. years now, right? So yeah, a long we're time. Gonna go, I'm going with K, going with Kayvon, man. Gonna go with Kayvon. Okay. That's, okay. That's, but I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of flexibility, a lot of flexibility here. He, I know he's talking a lot of crap because he's a kid and he's trying to be cool with on Twitter and all this other nonsense, talking a lot of smack. How? Yeah. No coach can tell him anything that he don't know and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That's what that's you know that's streets are talking. The streets are talking, and that's what I'm here. Yeah. So um, yeah, but, I mean, you know, he's a kid. There's there's ahead, a lot man. of talk about a, a lot of things going on with him. I think some of it is a lot of it is overblown, man. I really do think that a lot of people are trying to paint this guy as a me guy, a selfish guy. There's tons of reports about how he's an alpha, he's a good locker room guy, he's a guy that you want around your football team. And then when you turn on the tape and you look at him, you see that he goes out there and he performs, Tommy. I just think he's getting a bad rap. But, man, i got to get back yeah. to these lines. I want to thank you for calling in. No, 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 listen, no, Next listen, time I, listen. I want to hear from you, man. But my, my – no. Yeah. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Maxwell. We're short on time. This Maxwell is going to be the last caller. Salute to my guy, Maxwell. Maxwell, listen. We're talking about KT, man, all right? We're giving a lot of discussion about him. Give me your thoughts, man. If he's there at four, are you taking him? I mean, it depends. If Kevon Thibodeau's there at four, I mean, take him. I mean, if Kyle Hamilton's mm-hmm. there, but I've heard, there's some reports that Kyle Hamilton might fall in a draft. So, if Kevon Thibodeau's there, we should definitely pick up him at four. He, we have, he's the best edge rusher in 15 years. And if um, mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton's board at number 10 overall, we should take him. Okay, okay. All right, listen, I hear you, man. What are your thoughts about Jets fans that want to pass on him, man? What are your thoughts about the bad rap that he's getting with his attitude and stuff like that? Don't you think a lot of this stuff is overblown? Yeah, I agree. I think it's very overblown. I don't know why Jets – I understand he's just a kid. I mean, it's not like – I mean, honestly, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is like the best edge rusher that we've seen in years. Yeah, listen, I hear you, Maxwell. Listen, Maxwell – Got to close out the show. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It was phenomenal to speak to you, my friend. You have a good one. Listen, this has been a hot show. We are short on time, and we have got to get going. So I'm going to close it out. I want to thank everyone for calling. 
Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks on about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, okay? Search at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000. Follow me, I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. Okay? We're short on time, but understand that that young man is an unbelievable lineman. All right? Dominant rookie year. And he's from USC. Fight on. That's all I'm saying. Maybe we get Drake London in the draft, too. You know? But we're short on time. You know? So you can also follow the show's page as well at the Long Beach Joe. I'm also on YouTube as well, okay? YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on there. Go ahead, subscribe to the page, hit your notification bell so when I post content, you will be in the know. We game. We have a lot of fun. We talk about the Jets. We have fire shows like this one full of just hot takes. So go ahead and hit that button. Hit that subscribe button. Again, hit that notification bell so when I post content, y'all be in the know. You want to troll me? Hit those comments. And as always, people, all right, when you see me in person, it is arm open, chest out, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone. The hugs are absolutely free. They will always remain free. I want to thank you folks for calling in and listening. Without you folks, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to call in and listen to the show. All right, you folks are phenomenal. So I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace. <laughs>